God the way they used to believe in God. I'm going to give you a prime example of how did you wonder how can that happen? I can tell you how it can happen. If you go all the way back to Exodus, well, actually Genesis, and you read about Joseph, the dreamer, he goes tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh has these dreams, he tells him about the dreams. And he, he becomes second in command over all the land. All the Egypt, all the Egypt, you know, the whole known world knew who Joseph was. But when you read and you start out Exodus, it starts talking about how a king rose up that knew not Joseph. It had to be years and years and years past. See, that, that's, that's what happened. They, they diluted and so well, this, this God not real no more. This, this is the, they forgot. And that's what has happened here. America, the world, a lot of the known world have forgot about this Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, it's left up to us. That's why he said, greater works will we do. God is going to be made manifest in this end time. You will give a saving faith when you first heard the word of God concerning the gospel. It's the faith you got saved by. Romans 10 and 17. Faith or saving faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That, see, the faith that you have, because God already measured that faith out to you, you have to grow that faith. You have to nourish that faith. Every man has faith, but they're not nourishing the faith that they have. You have to grow in faith. You have to exercise faith. It's good to have it, everybody have it, but if you don't exercise it, it's not going to do you any good. Prior to hearing the word and receiving saving faith, a super a supernatural faith, all you had was natural faith. Natural faith is the faith based on the sense of no of knowledge, which means it can't believe because it can see it or taste it or touch it or smell it. That's natural faith. But in order to be saved, you have to believe in something. Death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this is something that you couldn't see. So you see what I'm saying? That's the difference in natural faith and in, in, in saving faith right there, supernatural faith. But even through saving faith, is supernatural and the gift of God. It is not the gift of it is not the gift of faith mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 9. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing in the same spirit. See, this is also a gift. The gift of faith can come upon you as well. To where you can believe supernatural things. Where you can believe, you know what, see, the gift of miracles and the gift of faith, it works hand in hand. Actually, none of the gifts is not going to work if you don't have no faith, because you got to have faith, period. But the gift of faith, God will come upon you, and your faith is just, you You know God is going to do whatever he said he's going to do. If he said go over and touch somebody, you're going to raise the dead, and they're going to get up. That's just the way it is. The gift of faith works that way. Miracles and faith. It works hand in hand. 
You have to have one with the other. You got to have the supernatural faith of God for it to work. The gift of faith mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 9, which is called wonder-working faith or special faith, is the faith given by the Holy Ghost to believe God for a miracle. That's exactly what it is. So saving faith or general faith is faith that every believer has because it is the faith that they got saved by. But every believer will have the gift of faith or special faith. The gift of faith is special faith given to us by the Holy Ghost to believe God for something impossible. That's what the gift of faith is for. When you believe God for something that is impossible, This is not the same as the gift of working miracles, which is in 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. I'll tell you that. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, deserting of spirit, to another, the diverse kinds of tongues, another, interpretations of tongues. One gift of faith receives a miracle. The other gift a working of miracles and performing of miracles, one receives and the other does. All nine gifts of the Spirit operate by general saving faith. Now you hear that? All gifts of the Spirit operate by general saving faith, not the gift of faith. So you got to have faith for all the gifts to work. All of them. So whatever the gifts of the Holy Ghost are in operation, it requires general faith. It takes general faith to hear the Holy Ghost and allow Him to work through your life in the areas of the gifts. But when the gift of faith is in operation, you will see, you will receive by the Holy Ghost the ability to believe God without a shadow of a doubt for the impossible. That is the true gift of faith. You can go up to something and believe God without a shadow of a doubt that that would happen. Now I can say, I can honestly say, I didn't even know it, but I have worked in this area before. And I can tell you when. My wife was pregnant, I think it was with our fourth child. And we got a bad report from the doctor. And they said we were going to have to have all these surgeries and all this stuff was going to have to be done and the baby probably wasn't going to come out right. And I could feel something rise up in me. It, I'm telling you, it rose up in me. And it was no doubt in my mind. I did not accept the report. I told them, I said, that going to change. I said, Keisha, when you go back to the doctor, that report is going to change. You will not have to say, they need extensive testing. They say, this is what's going to happen. What's going to happen. If something rolls up in my spirit, right then and there, and I said, no, this is not going to happen. The devil is a lie. I don't accept the report. Jesus said, the next week she went to the doctor. The next week, they couldn't find nothing. 
They couldn't find nothing. That is an example of the gift of faith. I'm quite sure there are many people that have operated in that area that had no idea that they was operating in that area. That is the gift of faith. We have to be very careful of what we speak out of our mouths. My wife often gets on me about that too sometimes. You have to be, and it's true, whatever you speak in the air, you have to be careful about what you say. I don't care if it's about your kids, if it's about your husband, about your wife, or whoever it is, you have to be careful about what you speak. We should speak faith and believe God for what we say or he said he is going to do. And it's important to I promise you, he is waiting to perform. He told us to prove him in his word. He told us that. And it's true. The day I received the Holy Ghost, I told God that day, I had went home and left the church. We had service all that day, and I still didn't get the Holy Ghost. I was mad. I said, this don't make no sense. I said, I don't get all this and I still don't, don't, don't have the Holy Ghost. I said, it don't make no sense. Well, as soon as I walked through the door at the house, my daddy was sitting there watching the Dallas Cowboy football game. I love the Dallas Cowboys. But that day, I didn't want to see no Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to hear nothing about the Dallas Cowboys. I walked in there and walked right past them. As soon as I was getting ready to sit down, I got a phone call. And it was my aunt in the church. And there was another brother there that was seeking for the Holy Ghost too. She said, Brother Rodney, can receive the Holy Ghost. And what she said, if I was back down in that church as fast as you could turn, I, I, I looked like I was flying down there. I don't know how, I couldn't even see the highway or road. And I'm telling you, when I walked through those doors, I talk to God just like I'm talking to y'all now. Yeah. I told God, I said, look. I said, Lord, I said, you know I've been seeking you for the Holy Ghost. And I told him, I said, today, you won't feel me or you won't kill me. And I meant it. I meant it from my heart. I said, you won't feel me today or you won't kill me today. One of the two. Name which one you want. And when I said that and I meant it, I looked up and I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost fell upon me right in the middle. Right in the middle. That was 23 years ago, two days, three days ago. 20, I'm telling you, November the 15th, 1998. I still remember. At 3 o'clock, somewhere around in there, a change was made. I'm telling you, whatever you want from God, God is waiting. And that was proof to me right there that if we ask God according to His will, I'm talking about His holy will, and this book has got His will in there, God promise you He will perform it. That's a guarantee. That, they say they got a money back guarantee. That's a money back guarantee. He's going to perform His word because He said, it's impossible for him to lie. And I told God, I said, you won't have to feel me in front of all these people today because I wasn't going home. I meant it. I meant it. 
And I'm telling you, it was a change made in my life. I've never been the same since that day. Since that day. And I'm telling you, that's saving faith right there. But I'm telling you, something rose up in me that day. I can't explain what it was. It rose up in me and I was like, uh, God, you got to do something. When you get desperate enough, and it, it's according to his will. It wasn't according to my will. Because sometimes we can pray for stuff according to our will. But when you start praying for stuff in God, according to his will, he's going to perform it. Like we praying to God for souls, I can guarantee you this, this church is going to be full with new souls in here and backsliders. You know why? Because it's his will. That's what we seeking and praying and asking God to. And he's going to perform that. Galatians 5 and 22. When, let's see what that says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. If you notice, faith is the ingredients in a whole lot of things when it comes down to living for God. We gotta, that's something we must, we must have faith. We gotta have, it's like it's, the, it's, it's, it's one of them, it's one of those foundation ingredients that you gotta have. We gotta have faith to do anything. The Bible says it is impossible to please God without it. We got to believe that he is and he is a rewarder to them that continually to seek him. And that's what we're doing every day. Even if we don't feel him today, he's still there. I know we was talking about going through the desert. Uh, Brother Spurgeon, right now, kind of in this, in this spell right now. You know what, God kind of weaning you off a little bit. And it feels like he ain't, it just ain't there, you can't get close enough to him. But he's right there. Trust me, he's right there. He's not going nowhere. His arms is not too short. Neither is he ever too heavy as he came here. Because he's right there. I thank God. I praise him. Let's give him a hand clap to the house tonight. Oh, oh, 
That comes from exercising. You have to exercise. You have to build faith. And how we build faith? Hearing the word of God. If you want to build your faith, stay in his word. Continue to stay in his word. If you stay in his word, the whole book of the Bible is nothing but faith. Genesis all the way to Revelation. Come on now. When you start reading those scriptures and start reading everything that happened, it's unbelievable. The whole thing. I'm talking about from the beginning to the end, and it's all faith. The whole thing. God speaking his word, speaking, and it's happening. I say, this God is great. All he got to do is sit on the throne and speak the word. He ain't even got to do nothing to speak. Setting up there on the throne and decided he was going to come down and make him a body. Yeah. 
that stepped out of eternity down through 42 generations in the time. Went from eternity to time. Nobody else can do that. So I'm going to make me a body and dwell among men. And he went to his own and they didn't even receive him. They didn't even know who he was. Lord have mercy. I hope to God that we live this thing that where when people see us coming, they are no God is dwelling in us. And that's what I want them to see. I want, to, I want people to see God in me. I want them to see him at work in my life. The change that's being made. The sacrifices that's being made. Take credit for what God is doing in us. 
forever. It has everything to do with what you're doing in secret. It has everything, it has everything to do with your walk, everything you're doing are on your knees. And I was reading about how this man fasted and how he prayed and how he sought God and the different things he did every day. He was so sold out to God. It just, it just let me see how far I still have to go. I'm not even close to being there. And this is what, when you talk about people like Enoch, the Bible say he walked. Now, you hear some people say, well, I'm walking with God. Now, the Bible said he walked with God till he was no more. That means he had a relationship with God. He had a relationship. He had a prayer life with God. He talked to God. God knew who he was. I don't want to get there. And he said, depart from me. I never knew. You don't have to worry about that if you seek God. If you get to know him. It has These miracles give the faith. All the gifts has everything to do with what we do in our private life with God. Everything. Our dedication to him. Reading his word. Building up our faith. Building up his trust in us. It all starts with how much can he trust us? Can he trust us? Because I'm going to tell you, if you want to work for God, these, uh, these gifts, trust me, it's not going to come without any opposition. You're going to get opposition. So much is given, much is required. We look at Paul. We look at his life. And we see all the different things he went through. How he wrote most of the New Testament. But look at what Paul went through. But look at his dedication that he had to God. Paul was dedicated to him. The apostles were dedicated to God. They, they stayed in God's word. They was obedient to him. And in order for God to work through us. And for him to trust us. We're going to have to stay on the straight and narrow. We're going to have to keep our spirits clean on a daily basis. Because this world is coming against us every day on our jobs. Everywhere we go, it's always something in our face that we have to fight off. And we have to be willing to do that. God has given us the power. He has given us the power and also he has given us the will to do what he has asked us to do. And I thank him and I praise him for everything that he has done. I, have, I thank him for the journey that he has taken us on. I am excited, church. I'm excited and I am ready for whatever God has for us next. Because that's truly, we, we are headed 
never seen before. I want to tell you that now. Now, I was reading an account of uh, uh, Winklesburg, and he talked about the three moves of God. The one during his time, then they had, a, they had another one, then he said the, he said the last day movement. Now, mind you, he's dead now. He died, I think, in 1947. He was 86 years old. He was born in, 19, in 1859. He was 86 years old. That's what I'm saying. He prophesied a worse that he didn't even get a chance to see. And we living in it right now. We have a chance to take hold of whatever's going to happen next. Because this is the moment that they're talking about right here. We are the ones that's going to do the great. Everything is going to come full circle right here. I'm telling you. Well, God is positioning us now to get ready to do what he's getting ready to do. Because the harvest is great. It's a great harvest out there. But how many labels are there? And how many people are willing? How many of us in here are willing and ready to do what God asked us to do? With no questions asked. With no regard. I'm willing. I'm willing and I'm ready. And locked and loaded. Whatever God wants me to do, I'm ready to do it. Brother Spurgeon, I'm ready. Whatever he wants me to do, I'll do it. I might not have the greatest speech. I might not be eloquent. I don't care. Whatever. If, if God says, stand at the door, I'm ready to stand at the door. We have to be ready. We, the more we pass the prayers, the more sensitive we're going to be. Because there's people everywhere waiting for us that need to be saved. There's somebody about to take their life. There's people doing all kinds of stuff. And God has put us here and commissioned us here to be a life preserver for a lot of people. But we have to be sensitive and walking in the spirit to be able to take the opportunity. And we thank the Lord for everything he has done. Let's give God a hand clap.
I done put my life into a lot of things. I was telling my wife about some stuff the other day that he's talking about. That I tried real hard to and I did it with all my might. But it wasn't nothing. It was, I got results out of it, but it was earthly results. Something that's going to be burned up in the fire, wood, head, stone. But what we got here is something we got precious stones. We got diamonds and sapphire and gold and silver. We got something that's going to fire. It's going to be purified. And I thank God for what we're doing here. This, this is eternal. This is something that's going to go with you when you lay down. But that other stuff, everything we, this stuff is not going to last. It doesn't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing. A hill of things about how much, I'm not saying on the education, education is fine. How much degrees, how high I'm on my job. None of that matters at the end of the day. You lay up on your deathbed, you're going to ask, you're not going to say, I need to go back to work. You're going to want somebody to come pray for you when you shouldn't be praying all the time. That's what I'm talking about. Those type of things. Focus our teaching on things that last eternal and not leave this temple. So I, I just want to admonish everybody to just be alike to their families and uh, just, just be in there and witness to everybody that you possibly can. And let them see the light. Be alike to somebody. And we, we just thank God for everything. We want to pray for our pastor and his wife that they make a safe trip home. And in Jesus' name. Uh, the ushers, will they please come right now? But either you could just get the offering on the way out. We'll just have them get the offering on the way out. We'll just stand and I want to say a quick prayer of everybody. Dear Lord, we thank you for this service tonight, Lord. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to dive in your word tonight and give us revelation understanding and equip us, oh God. Lord, to learn about the gifts of the Spirit, oh God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, that you, that you, that you encourage our hearts and our minds, Lord, to, to get closer to you, Lord, to draw the nigh to you, oh God. Lord, so you can trust us, Lord. We want you to be able to trust us, oh God. We want to be obedient to your word. We are sincere about what we do. Lord, we are not doing this for self or any kind of self-gratification, Lord. But we want to be used by you, Lord. But you are the potter and we are the clay, oh God. And we thank you and we praise you right now, Lord. We ask you to bless this offering, oh God. Bless the ones who give it and the ones that don't have and that have the desire to, Lord. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus.